So three different things. But this is something I felt like the Lord was saying to me, and I'll share it with you. So this is me sharing with you personal revelation that I felt God said. And I just wrote out five quick bullet points. This was the first one to me. And he said, you need a faith response to a crisis event. A faith response to a crisis event. And some of the testimonies were shared were crisis events. And what happens when we don't have a faith response? It's a wig out response. Uh, you take your wig and you throw it, and then you like, and then you run around the wig as if it's a dead muskrat. No, <laughs> it's a faith response in the middle of unknowing. You ever get hit with that crisis, and then it does a lot of things. And we'll talk about that. What it does to your body. Okay, so let's go to the next one there. There you go. So viewing eyes, viewing with the eyes of Holy Spirit. So Zechariah, this is the, the verse everybody just snips, but I wanted to take the whole context of it. Zechariah was with an angel, and an angel was speaking to him. And side note, I don't want to get into it. People are teaching you shouldn't speak to angels, but the Bible's full of where angels are speaking to you. And in fact, if you give the wrong answers to angels, they zip your mouth shut for your own benefit so you don't wreck the future. That's not a joke, but it's true. That that's what happened to uh, John the Baptist's dad when he doubted the angel. And he says, because you have not believed my words, you will be silent until the son is born. Zip, and he was mute. And he wrote. So this whole thing, I don't know why people are saying you shouldn't talk to angels. Angels are messengers of God sent to give you wisdom, instruction, and care for you. Every little person on this planet has a personal angel assigned to them to take care of them. Says the little one's angels come to my throne and report. So if you're bad to little kids, God knows about it because <laughs> their angels are reporting and they protect them. How many have been protected when you were a kid and should have died and didn't? Yeah, uh, someone pointed at me. I should die like, I don't know, 10 times maybe. My angels are stressed, they're sweating. So Zechariah 4, 1 through 6, then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up because he passed out from talking to him. That's what happens sometimes when you talk to him. Someone awakened me from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? And I answered, I see a gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and one on the left. I asked the angel to talk to me, what are these, Lord? He says, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord. He says, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So the beginning of a faith response, even when you're confused like he was and he needed help supernaturally understanding, the angel doesn't answer his question, but tells him how to achieve victory. <laughs> and it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So that's how you begin this, this journey with the faith response to a crisis event. Okay, you can go to the next one. So rules of engagement, believing God for a solution that's good, favorable, and helpful to everyone. That's a faith response. I made it up, so that's what I'm saying. A faith response is believing God for a solution that is good, favorable, and helpful. Normally in a crisis event, you may not even think there is a solution. That's number one. The step is there is one. There is a solution. And then secondly, you know, have you ever have a solution that's not very good? Like, do I burn the car down? Do I drive it off a cliff or do I compact it at the trash yard? Like, none of those are good solutions. 
but how about a car that's fixed, that's drivable for you, right? So number one, it's getting a solution. Number two, that it's actually good, favorable, and helpful. You ever have solutions that are good for one party and not the other? And you're like, oh, boy. And you got to choose which way to go. And you're like, if I do that, they'll offend them or hurt them. And if I do that, it'll hurt me. And how do I, how do, I do this? So that's a faith response, that there is a good one. Okay, next slide. So what's a crisis event? It's an event that seems to be very terrible in a multitude of ways that comes upon you suddenly. Terrible in a multitude of ways, usually suddenly. Crisis event. What does it do to your mind? Don't raise your hand. Scrambles it. You ever get hit? And it scrambles your mind and lots of thoughts start coming. Secondly, the rush of thoughts flow. Number three, reaction thoughts, not responding actions. That's a big deal. Reaction, you ever have a good, a bad reaction to something and like your solution was actually, it made it worse? It's like water on a grease fire, it just spreads it, right? Or using the wrong tool for the, the problem. Number four, searching for some way out. Five, possible hopeless thoughts offer to take over. I say offer to take over because they come at your mind and they're saying, well, just agree with death and hopelessness because there's no, that's a demon, by the way. That's a, that's a spirit that pops right up right when the crisis event happens. So what does it do to your body? You get a fight-or-flight response. Uh, I almost hit a guy. Not going very fast, but it still happened. I was backing up. I, I touched it. So what happened was, in Seattle, a helpful individual parked his car right next to my car so you couldn't even get in, and that side was all banged up, scraped up, and windows. I'm like, first thought that goes... This dude is a professional. He's trying to blame me probably for what happened to the side of his car because it's right next to my car. We can't get in. I'm like, this dude set me up. So what do I do? I'll know what I'll do. I'll back out so we've got room to get in. Well, guess what happened? I hit a guy backing up <laughs> at, a, at a snail pace of a mile an hour. And I, oh, listen, I got backup camera. I got mirrors. I got... The brain shut off. And I only stopped because you see the O face from the, the kids and the wife. Ooh, and you can't hear anything. What? What? You ever have that experience? And I stopped. And then I look. And I'm like, oh, no. And there's a Ford. And there's a guy with frizzy hair in Texas. Apparently, they got frizzy hair. And he's going, bah, bah. I'm like, what is happening right now? I hate Seattle. And I pull forward, and I back out, and he gets out, and he checks, and I get out. And I felt in my spirit, you should get up and talk to the guy. I'm like, I don't know. This dude could shoot me. Who knows? He's all upset and angry. He's frizzy hair. I don't trust people with frizzy hair like Bozo the Clown. Bozo the Clown hair. That's what I'm talking about. But in Texas, hillbillies wear frizzy hair. So he's a rich hillbilly. But he... I felt like the right answer was be bold and go address the problem. So I put it in park. <sighs> okay, this is the right answer. My brain, my flesh is, you know how it goes. And I get out, and I'm like, hi, sorry I hit your car. He goes, you just scuffed the bumper. So what happened, so what happened was I just backed up, and it, like, touched the bumper where it kind of moved his car, but there was no force behind it, and it was a little scuffed. And my car had a very slight scuff. I said, I'm really sorry, man. I apologize. That guy boxed me in. He goes, don't worry about it. It's fine. 
it's like a brand new Ford Ranger or something. And he just, back to Texas he goes, and he's out of the parking lot. I was like, oh, my gosh. So that was a faith response to a crisis event. Could have been bad. I've heard of things happening that are not good. And Tracy remembers in Chicago, not good when you, when you fender better somebody. You don't know who you fender bettered. And my dad hit someone years ago. They got out in the middle of traffic and went, oh, looks like you just hit the hitch. All right, shook hands, got back in. Remember that? A long time ago. So it, fight or flight, blood pressure, stomach pains, or shock. And see, the Holy Spirit welled up within me and say, be bold and go talk to him. I'm like, okay. So I obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit within while the blood pressure is doing what it do with the kids freaking out and the wife freaking out, all looking at you for what you did, and then you feel stupid. I don't hit people, not on purpose, usually. And then that's what happens. So that's a crisis event. All right, next one. Faith response. So three things. You get God's peace, you get God's response, and you get God's solution. God's peace, God's response, and God's solution. These are on the website, by the way. If you want this, it's, this is on our website. It'll be, you know, on your thing. So you just go to, I don't know, once you show them real quick and then come back to this. Show them where it's at. So go up to the top there. Apostolic Center, presentations, a faith response to Christ's event. Bam, there it is. Okay. And then you can make it bigger there. Okay, so God's peace. Number one, God will work this out even if I don't know how. Trust in God is developed and released out of your soul like a river. After that happened and I obeyed, it released pressure. I, you know, people were like, what if he took pictures? What if he's going to sue you? I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen because I talked to him and I apologized to his face. I didn't think he took, and if he does, fine. But I, I really don't think that's what's going to happen. So Philippians 4, 7, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a promise that you could take to the bank. Okay, so you get God's peace when you obey him. God's response, reaction doesn't happen, but the righteous response of the Holy Spirit takes precedent. So in God's response, you don't just react and start doing stuff. I know we've all done that when stuff happens. We just, oh, you know, this seems like a good answer. But God will give you a response, and it will take over as the primary. You'll probably still hear the reaction, but you'll respond from a place of deep peace. So Matthew 10, 16, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Beyond your guard, you'll be handed over to local councils, be flogged in the synagogues. And on my account, you'll, build, you'll be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, don't worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you'll be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking but the spirit of your father will speak through you. And so it's a God response in a crisis event. God will speak through you, and you'll say the right things. Number three, God's solution. God will guide, lead, and direct you right there in the moment of the crisis event. Take a responsive action in the leading of the Holy Spirit. Required submission to his ways, his leading, and his will will have impact on the situation. So you're pre-agreeing to be led by the Holy Spirit. So there's three scriptures for you. Isaiah 58, 11, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. 
You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Amen. Psalms 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. This is all his solutions. Isaiah 30, 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I love that one. There's so many more scriptures like that, but that one I just really love. Isaiah 30, 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I love that. I love that because often you don't know what to do. First step is to walk. Second is to obey the voice that's behind you. It's the Holy Spirit. Okay, next, next slide there. Thank you. So God bless you with the face response to crisis events. That was me in, uh, letting you in on my life. I'm not saying I do this perfectly. I'm saying I've agreed to this Holy Spirit download he gave me on what to do. And Stephanie sees me. Usually I'm pretty good. And then when I'm not this, I'm reacting, not responding. And then I make stupid choices or drive erratically, usually when I'm stressed. <laughs> my, my driving is usually on point. But then when I'm not, it's not. And then I'm doing stupid stuff that I know is stupid. Like, I don't do that normally. How did I miss that? And I, I changed lanes. I didn't see a car there and whoop, right in front of them. Like, what? All right, I got to get it together <laughs> right now because this is not happening. And so that, that's the difference between reacting and responding. So at the last couple minutes, let's get together, take communion in your group.